Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 136 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here this week, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now, I know it's been tough for us mountain bikers not being able to get out on the trails over this lockdown scenario, but it's tough for everybody, in all fairness, so we can't really complain. But certainly when I'm dreaming of places to go, different adventures to do on a mountain bike. Nepal is one of the places that pops into my mind the most. The scenery there, the images, it just looks amazing. The people there seem to be awesome. They seem to be really embracing the whole mountain biking thing through tourism, what it brings to their small local communities, uh, high in the mountains and stuff like that. It just seems an amazing spot to go. I know I've had people on the podcast before that have been there and a few of them have made the decision to go back every year to help communities try and get a little bit of funding there and set up social events there, community events that help the local riders and help the local people survive through tourism or whatever it may be. It is just an amazing, amazing area of the world. So in this week's episode, it was awesome to speak to Ram Garung, who is the founder and one of the main guides of his own MTB guiding company called Epic Shangri-La Adventure. Now, we chat to Ram about the mountain biking scene there in Nepal, what his trails are like, what you can expect riding there, the different local cultures, how the visiting mountain bikers are helping with the local communities and how you can plan a trip of a lifetime with Ram and the Epic Shangri-La Adventure. And it's a really, really cool story. Ram is such a cool guy. And uh, it's amazing how you get into mountain bikes, actually chasing tourists on bikes down his local mountains uh, when he was a young kid running after the bikes. It's an amazing, amazing story. Um, So I thought I would get Ram on the show and chat to us, uh, tell us a little bit more about Nepal. And um, he's such a cool guy. He's got so much planned for the company, um, helping just not the mountain biking scene, but helping with schooling and hospitals and young people coming up and trying to help them get a better education, all this kind of stuff. What he's doing now and what he's going to be doing in the future is so, so good. So take an hour out of your time, put your feet up and listen to what other people are doing in other parts of the world. And what mountain biking has allowed them to do is very, very inspiring. So without further ado, I'll stop talking now. I'll get Ram on. I'll let, I'll let Ram do the chatting and tell us a little bit more about his company, Epic Shangri-La Adventure. And we'll welcome Ram to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Ram. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It is awesome to have you on the show from Nepal. How's things with you out there? Hi, Garrett. It's, uh, it's, it's, awesome to, it's awesome to talk with you. And thank you for letting me letting me to talk on MTB Tribe podcast. It is so awesome. It's awesome here. It is It is good. Life is going on. It's so awesome here. What about on your side? <laughs> yeah, good. Can't complain, to be honest. Um, and before we hit that big red record button, we were chatting a little bit about the, about the coronavirus thing and all, and you were telling me you're in lockdown there in Nepal as well. Yes, we are like uh, on the 10th day of fully lockdown. 
Um, we haven't had a lot of uh, cases here, but it, it's still minimum. It's around nine, nine people have got positive cases. Mm-hmm. But it is good to have lockdown to, to the throughout the whole country. I think it is good uh, staying home, saving lives. I think that's what we prefer <laughs> for mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's all good. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it must. You have a a guiding company called Epic Shangri La Adventure, and we'll we'll get into that a wee bit. But it must obviously impact your business a little bit not being able to go out and 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 share your community with people and guests coming over had you did you have to cancel any trips or anything like that ah yeah sure gareth yeah there there were a lot lot of trips for me in this because uh normally in nepal we have like uh like uh, throughout the whole year but most of the most of the beautiful season falls on like uh march april may and September, October, November, and December. So mm-hmm. it is very peak season at the moment. So due to the coronavirus thing and like the lockdown throughout the whole world, then yeah, sure, uh, our trips got canceled, a lot of trips got canceled. So we are rescheduling it for like next season until when things are going to normal. So I think just waiting for the positive vibes, I hope. It will get back to normal soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, lots of trips were cancelled this time, this time of the year. And yeah. Of, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Like it's affecting yeah, a lot of is, businesses. Yes, it is. It is getting like very tough. And especially for the people like us who works like seasonal stops, it is, it is really, really bad. It's tough time for us, for everyone. But it's... Uh, it is what it is. So, but hoping for like good, I think things will get back to normal very soon. That's what we help hope for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've got a great um, attitude about it, and uh, chatting to you a wee bit earlier there. Yeah, you you're looking in the positive side of things, and I think that's what people need to do at this kind of time. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's what I keep saying. Look, the mountains will always be there. I know it's not nice being stuck in your house, but the mountains will be there, you know. So just chill out and watch some movies or do something relaxed. Yeah, that's that's what I have been, and that's what we have been doing, like, until this, on the 10th day. So I'm bringing all the memories, videos, editing some videos from the trips, and, like, saying hello to all the friends all over the world checking out them where they are safe or not, their family, friends. Yeah. So that's that's how my daily routine is going on at the moment. <laughs> yeah, right, cool. Cool. Well, that's nice to do that as well. It's nice to have some time almost to do that kind yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah, almost. almost. Yeah, it is, it is very nice to do <laughs> yeah. this yeah. kind of stuff. Because when we're doing the trip, I, I'll be like, we will be very busy in the mountains exploring the trails and meeting friends from all over the world. And um, but now it's time to rest. It's time to take rest, <laughs> mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. positive and everything like stuffs like that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Well, <clears throat> let's chat a wee bit about your background, Ram, if you wouldn't mind, because I'm interested in how you get involved in the whole mountain biking thing. Um, so you're from is Nepal uh, so, your home? Is it your home? Yeah, Nepal. Nepal is my hometown. It's a country, and. Mm. A specific place part of uh, birthplace of mine is uh, in the Annapurna region, where the most famous trails like Annapurna Circuit, uh, 
uh, Annapurna region. So that's that's where I was born and raised. It's in Manang district. So the whole Annapurna circuit is from Manang and Mustang district where the famous mountain bike trails are. That's where I was born and I spent my childhood after schooling. Then I came back to Kathmandu. Mm -hmm. So uh, my parents used to run a small, small uh, lodge in the mountains. And still today, uh, we still have a small lodge there in the mountains. So mm -hmm. when when I'm doing the trips in the mountains, then I stop I stop there for a tea or little snacks with my parents, and which is a good stuff. So I was born and raised there, and like I spent a whole uh, I spent my childhood there. And I went into mountain biking because when I was a child, I used to see like a lot of tourists and like. I think I saw the first time it was in uh, 1998 when I was like grade, grade seven or something. Okay. So I used to run, there were a uh, few foreigners uh, coming with their mountain bike. So I used to run behind them. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> so after my after my schooling uh, in 2003 so I came back I came to Kathmandu to uh, get on my studies abroad like college college studies mm -hmm. and then at the time I used to work as a, a porter porter for the tourist so I used to take uh, to some trails so after two three years of working as a porter and a guide trekking guide so I really got into mountain biking. That's where I started mountain biking. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was so awesome. Uh, so yeah, if I can uh, do these trails with the bike, <laughs> that's how I started mountain biking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it was really off the back of some guys coming over, some tourists coming over, checking out your trails. Uh, yeah. That got you interested in this thing. Did those guys give you a go on their bikes or anything? No, no, I was running behind them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even slow down for you. <laughs> no, no, and some of them were like waving their hands, and I was like, "Hey!" Yeah. Uh, there were a few friends of mine uh, who were running behind them. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we chased for like around 10, 15 minutes. It was wow. fun, though. <laughs> yeah, classic, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, it's classic. And now, <laughs> now you're the one on the bike, and there's other young young fellas chasing after you, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's what I talk about. All my friends who come in right here with me, then when I see this like little fella running over our bikes and following us, then I will tell them like, oh, this is my childhood childhood. <laughs> I used to run like this. So everybody laughs at me, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, good, man, good. Uh, so I'm sure the scene has changed a lot, the mountain biking thing, uh, even the trekking thing. I'm sure it's, it's changed a lot. You've seen a lot of differences between your childhood and now. Like how... How popular has mountain biking become now since when you were you were that kid running after those guys? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, when I was uh, when I was running after those guys, there used to be like uh, few, only few groups. I can I can we I can count them in the fingers when they when they used to do the trips like mm -hmm. this. But these days, it is becoming more popular. I mean, a lot of a lot of trips are going on here on on the side in the mountains. So it's becoming very popular. I think it is now like becoming more popular than trekking. 
stuff. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're so when you're like writing, uh, writing in like uh, peak season, like uh, spring and like autumn season, there will be lots of um, bikers, mountain bikers from all over the world. <laughs> you will see a lot of biker friends on the trails. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing what the mountain bike does for you. It takes you to a lot of spots uh, that you never think you would go to. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is so awesome. That's that's what the two wheels, the two wheelers does. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you're from, there, Ram? Do many people like do the locals ride mountain bikes, or do they just use bikes mainly for transportation? You know, would they go out and enjoy the trails like you do and like the tourists do, or the, do they just use them for transportation? Really? Yeah, in the, in the city areas, uh, I think it is a little bit growing. Like mountain bikers, they are like uh, mostly in the city areas. The people are more uh, wealthier, more wealthier, so they can they mm. can like. They can purchase a little bit of uh, expensive bikes, like real mountain bikes. So it is growing. But uh, the place where I was born and raised, uh, they don't like. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't do the mountain biking stops or something like that. They are just. They depend on like uh, the local daily economic works, like uh, going, like uh, doing like some small business, like lodges, restaurants, and collecting natural herbs and something like that. Mm -hmm. So, but in the city areas uh, where I organize my tours, so it is growing here. It is growing every year. People are getting into mountain biking more and more and more. Yeah. Do people see it as a, you know, a career path, as an opportunity? I mean, especially the teenagers, teenagers like uh, who are studying in the city areas, they they see as a career path. I think there are a few people like uh, they are getting... Uh, they are getting opportunity uh, to become like um, mountain bike company ambassadors and something like that. I think we have got few from here in Nepal as well. So mm -hmm. we, uh, I can really announce like uh, call a few name like maybe one. Uh, we are like a guide together. Uh, I mean he's 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 like National Geographic uh, sportsman of the year. Have you heard about RJ Ripper? So that's the only guy like who got into like international mountain biker scene. I mean, it is it is so hard for us to make like real career like you guys have opportunity like uh, in United States and UK and Europe somewhere in the park. But we have like very really tough times here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mostly uh, people can't uh, manage uh, to get uh, like the bike brands, which is very expensive. Mm -hmm. So it is very hard. But as a guiding career, it is it is very awesome. It is growing, and it's like like let's let's say like for me, it is it is so awesome. People like me, it's very awesome to get in into career for mountain biking, which is awesome, and it is growing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and like. I can see why your terrain there is amazing. The images that you post up on social media and stuff are just so unbelievable, <laughs> man. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, like the last couple of office view posts you done where you said it was your office views. It just, yeah. <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> fantastic, uh -huh. man. Fantastic. Um, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
tell us a little bit about the terrain there, Ram, if you don't mind, on, on what it's like for the average mountain biker. Is it tough? Is it easy? Is it, there a bit of both? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's uh, for the like the terrain here. It's like uh, we you, we can use some like awesome single tracks and like some technical tracks and something. But uh, the trips that we organize, most of the trips are like for the average mountain bikers as well. Uh, so, so you can you can you can switch the trails. You can take some technical routes, mm-hmm. and you can also for the average mountain bikers, you can also uh, take switch on switch on to some jeep tracks and stuff like that. So, uh, the trails that we have here in Nepal uh, are for like from intermediate mountain bikers to the whole level, like uh, some professional mountain bikers. So. We have like all kind of terrains here. Yeah, yeah, and it's mainly kind of stony, rocky terrains. Would that be right? There wouldn't be a lot of forest area or anything like that where you're at. You're up too high there. So the lower elevation, like let's say until like four thousand or like thirty five hundred meters, so we can have like forest terrains and something like. Mm. But after that, then most of them are rocky sections. So tricky enough. You need to. It's it's like a big rock garden. You need to. You need to be technical in your turns and stuff for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're good. Good stuff. Now, um, you chatted a wee bit about it earlier and saying that it was a seasonal thing for you. So, is the riding good all year there, or is it mostly a seasonal thing for you? Could you ride all year there? Yeah, we can ride all year there, but uh, uh, June, July, uh, it's a monsoon season for us. So we can ride it all the year, but sometimes it may get like uh, we may get wet because of the rain. Mm-hmm. But we can ride whole year. Mm-hmm. How cold does it get there? Um, so whenever I organize the trip, like on let's say on a polar circuit and other parts of like when you get higher from like four thousand meter level, uh, so we have temperature uh, going from like normal to normal. 14 15 degrees until minus 18 20 degrees <laughs> wow and that's not yeah. one is that one yeah, ride it does, yeah it does it does snow sometimes <laughs> so that's is that on one ride ram would that be in one kind of route or is that over a number of days the temperature could change like that depending on where you're at ah uh, yes that will be number of days the temperature and all this seasonal stuff keep changing so so that will be so sometimes it gets like uh so three four days will be tough when you're doing like on a circuit mountain biking so three four days will be a little bit uh more colder so mm-hmm. but but it's fun the view is there so the mountain the big mountains are there you are sleeping just into the lap of the views massive big mountains and uh below the billion billion stars so it is wow. amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely sounds it's more it's and we'll get into your trips now in a wee minute um but it's more kind of it's the whole experience right it's just not a mountain bike trail it's everything yeah, else it's, that comes with uh, it. so i was trying to tell you about like yeah we have like uh unesco world heritage sites like um, a lot of things a lot of culture a lot of history and like uh, when we're doing this trip, uh, you get like 
uh, when you get from village to village, because we are stopping by village to village, there are local teas or village to village. Every time when you go on, then you will see like different ethnic groups, different people, different uh, different uh, people from different tribes. So that's that's how things go change and different culture stops. So that's uh, that's not only we ride mountain bikes, but there are a lot of other things to see when you are here in Nepal. A lot of culture and historical stuff that uh, countries like uh, United States and Europe cannot provide. So mm-hmm. that's that's why we are like very special for mountain biking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. What's the wildlife and stuff like there? Um, uh, in the higher areas, there we you can uh, we can have like blue seeps. The wild animals are very rare. Mm. Uh, if you're if you're lucky enough, then you can see some snow leopard. Wow, very rare, very rare. So that's why wildlife are very rare. But you can see some deer, musk deer, mm. uh, some uh, sometimes uh, snow leopards. That's that's very rare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would never see a yeti, eh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that would be very, very rare. Yeah, that, that would be very, very rare. My my grandfather, like my grandfather, and even the people from my village, uh, when I was a child, they used to, uh, they used to talk about uh, this yeti stuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to talk about this yeti stuff. They have like some stories about yeti stuffs when they were younger. So I mean, it was. It used to. I think they saw like long, long. It is like 100, 150 years ago. They used wow. to see, but uh, but as now uh, there are like a lot of people living in the mountains as well. So I think they have gone to like little bit, like rare. Like they had, they are gone like rare in the mountains. So I think I believe there used to be a yeti. That's mm-hmm. what my great grandfather used to tell about the stories when we were small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people have encroached and drove them out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. All right. Now let's let's chat about your uh, well let's hope we we don't run into something like that. Uh let's let's chat about your, your trips then because you've got quite a lot of trips. First of all, like what what kind of got you wanting to do the guiding thing then, Ram? What what appealed to you about that? Oh, so yeah, we have got a lot of a lot of like uh guiding so there are a lot of trips here. So <clears throat> the days the days varies from like seven days all the way to like three months. <laughs> three months? What? Three months, yeah. So three months is like uh, you can do like the whole whole circuit thing, the like uh doing over like the whole whole circuit, a whole whole like whole mountains that mountain ranges, which is mm-hmm. like Great Malan Trail. But nobody has nobody has done it. Uh, there's there's one friend of mine who has done the Great Himalayan Trail uh, until today. They have done with the bike. So she's from Scotland. I think she's from Scotland. Okay. Yeah. So so if people have time, if you want, if they want to explore, then they obviously have the time to explore, like three months trail, or like maybe let's say two months trail. So which is very nice. So most the famous trail is like Mustang and Annapurna Circuit is the most famous trail, and now people are going for like PK Peak in the Everest, Lower Solokum region as well. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, like your your trips look 
pretty amazing. Um, and the ones I, w- I was looking at were, were kind of the magical lower Mustang single track in National yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's, it's like 11 days, and then you have the the other circuit in the Mystic Mustang single track, 14 days. Yes. So your trips are quite intense. Like, you know, it's it's not two or three days. It's obviously longer than that. Um, yeah, longer than that. Yeah. So tell us about what you do then, Ram. Are you... Are you the kind of founder of Epic Shangri-La Adventure? Or how do you fit in there? Yes, I'm, I'm a founder of Epic Shangri-La Adventure. So <clears throat> before Epic Shangri-La Adventure, I used to I used to work with one friend of mine uh, for like a Mystic Lane Adventure. But but this friend of mine, he went uh, abroad for the for his studies. We were in we were in partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he went back and he never came back. <laughs> oh wow! He lost. Okay. Yeah, he he lost in he lost in abroad studies. So then, so I so later and I managed to found the new one. Like only me, the founder is only me. And but I have a lot of friends who is accompanied by a lot of good friends of mine. So we can share the guiding experience each other, which is good. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> you're the founder, but you kind of outsource the other guides, if you like, to help you out and to help you, obviously, make these. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But the, but most of the trips that uh, come through it, most of the trips are also, I'm mostly in the mountains, so I guide people mm-hmm. as well. So I don't want to stay here in office in the, in the chair and table. I, I just want to go out and like explore with friends from all over the world. So most of the times I'm in the mountains guiding, guiding the trips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's what you want to do. That's where your passion is. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's for passion. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Can you take us through a couple of days of one of your, your kind of trips and what to expect? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that would be awesome. Like, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about Annapurna Circuit and Mystic Mustang single track. Mm-hmm. So on in this trip, we are like heading to like one of the most spectacular terrains, one of the most famous terrains uh, for trekkers, but not for mountain bikers. Mountain bikers is still growing. So we go like uh, Manang region where there are like uh, some Buddhist culture and Hindu culture and Bonpo culture. So we are staying in the local tea houses. Like mm-hmm. uh, normally, we are doing like around 25, 30 kilometers on average, daily basis, uh, because uh, because due to the altitude problems. So our trips are feeding to get uh, people like acclimatize slowly mm-hmm. and uh, complete the trip easily. So we are heading to like um, some beautiful mountains. Uh, uh, very beautiful villages, like uh, they are like 500, 600 uh, years older monasteries and culture, which is which is amazing. Buddhist culture, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and and the villages and the peoples that we spend in the lodges and the community that they greet, so which is amazing. And the trails are awesome, single track and <clears throat> uh, rough uh, rough tracks, like some. Some trips are like some some tracks are like mixed with some deep tracks as well, 
but we can split into that. So, and on the other side of uh, Annapurna circuit, there's uh, Mystic Mustang. So it is it is also one of the best pilgrimage site that uh, Muktinath. It's also called uh, the Land of Salvation, where mm-hmm. the Buddhist temple and Hindu temple exist uh, together in a compound, which is very rare in the world. So mm. that's why uh, people can expect beautiful culture, uh, the community, and the trails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds amazing. And, and how about accommodation and things like that, Ram? Will people be staying anywhere special, or how does that work out? Uh, so uh, the people, after we leave from Kathmandu, Kathmandu, we have like a lot of nice, decent hotels. But when you go in the mountains, the... The hotels and tea houses are very simple, neat and clean, very simple, um, but 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 not like uh, compared to the city areas. So it's very simple and normal kind of uh, accommodation that uh, we offer and and the community offer while we are doing these kind of trips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's what you would like, isn't it? You wouldn't want to be staying yes. in some crazy big no, no. fancy no no way <laughs> no you know soak it yeah. up do the proper thing uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah well you know i think people if they're going to do a trip like yours in nepal um and have these awesome experiences i think that's what they want they want local experiences yes, that's, yeah that's, that's why that's what they want local experience and that's what we prefer them to expect for so we don't we don't want our riders from all over the world to uh, expect for like high end hotels in the mountains. We expect like locals to support to support the local people and local community and the local economy and to make mm-hmm. them flow. That's that's what we that's what we are like trying to sell sell these kind of trips to uh, to make uh, the local local people and local economy a little bit of support for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it makes it makes a huge difference, right? Like it, it makes a lot of difference. Gary. Yeah, yeah, and like we we were chatting earlier about um, Julie Cornelius, who I had on the podcast, and we were uh-huh. thinking we were both trying to scratch our heads. We were thinking there's episode 102 or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but she runs like an MTB worldwide world ride kind of thing, supporting the women there, the the lady riders, and we chatted uh-huh. a little bit about the local communities there. And she went out there for a ride herself, I think, and then just fell in love with the area and the local people and wanted that's, to do that's something. What, that's what that's what everyone does. So it is very hard to it is very hard to like uh, to come and join our one of the trips. But once uh, people come and join the trips, they are like coming like Every year, every year, when they have off time, they are coming every year. I have a lot of friends who come every year wow. <laughs> and support us. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. And, you know, I only hear good stories about the locals out there and about the scene and everything else and, and how everybody supports everybody. And the network in there is really, really good and tight. Yeah. Um, like when you were setting up these trips, Ram, you obviously had to approach these local, these small local family businesses and kind of get them, 
you know part of your your trip and get them involved was that hard did that take a lot of time was that something you found quite easy to do i think i think people here people people in the mountains they are very easy and they are very supportive that's it it wasn't it wasn't very hard to hard to uh, get them involved to uh, to us so it is very easy to get them involved in it so they support each other and they are like always uh pleasing us i was like uh, trying to offer uh like uh, good nice nice foods and nice hospitality hospitality mm-hmm. and which is which is very good it is not tough uh, to do it's very it is very easy <laughs> mm-hmm. and do the local businesses like do they like to see the tourists coming do they like to see mountain bikers coming over ah uh, they they love a lot. They love people coming around them, staying in their local tea houses, supporting their community. They love a, they love a lot. They love people coming coming to their place and see uh, see them see their see their place and stay with them and uh, make a visit to their local community. That's that's they are very happy happy about uh, getting the tourists there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. What does your parents think of you doing this now? <laughs> they are really my parents and I, my parents are really really happy <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. my parents are really happy because uh, they are used with the the kind of uh, stuff that I'm doing because they are also they were also in like some small western business mm-hmm. in my hometown so I think they they love they love what I'm doing <laughs> they're happy to see me as a guide and uh, happy to see me hosting people from all over the world they love that's that's what uh, uh, what they what they always say like when I'm in the trips then when I'm doing trips in Annapurna then they say like oh you are coming with a group uh, <laughs> please please bring your friends here over and have some local food and have some tea and you can go and then that's that's what they offer me <laughs> they're <Brilliant>. happy <laughs> yes <laughs> that's amazing you know that's the thing about a trip like yours that I find very interesting where you're not just riding your bike, but you're getting invited to people's houses. You're getting invited into people's lives, you know, and they're very, very happy to do that. That's something you don't get everywhere in the world, you know? No, 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 no. you don't get everywhere in the world. That's, but here is, it's, that, that's what it is different. Like uh, my little effort will make uh, their life a little bit better like I can support them, uh, support local, and there are a lot of people involved. When we, when I do these kind of trips, there are local people who are like uh, transferring our like luggages during the entire trips. So they mm-hmm. get, uh, so they are like they are like <clears throat> very happy to work with us. So which is amazing. Yeah, local people get involved, which is amazing. Supporting them, it's very good. That's mm-hmm. one of my that's one of my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's true and it, you know if, if somebody comes there for a trip they're not just you know obviously paying for your guiding experience and expertise and everything else but they're helping out the local yeah, restaurants have, yeah. the, you know lots them. of different people huh? lots of, yeah lots lots of different people they're helping with so that I but so that I invite all the friends from all over the world to come and join us uh, right here in the mountains and support the local people 
And where do you find most of your clients come from, Ram? Have you got, is Australia popular for you? Do people come from Australia? Yeah, there are a lot of people and friends coming from Australia as well. And uh, UK is also a lot of uh, wow. friends coming over and United States. So those are like three main uh, uh, places that people come for. So mm-hmm. Europe, UK, uh, Australia, and America. And wow. these days, like a lot of like, uh, yeah, like Southeast Asian countries are also like involved. So they want to come over, so which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that must be pretty amazing getting all these different people yeah. over. And yeah, yeah, it's so cool, huh? Yeah, it is very cool, Gary. Yeah, yeah. And would they be? What's your most popular trip? Would they be gearing towards you know a couple of trips? What What would be the most popular one you would have for tourists coming over? Ah, uh, so the most uh, the most uh, popular trip will be like. Um, on a Punar circuit, if they have time, if they have mm-hmm. two weeks of time, and it is very worth doing the whole on a Punar circuit, and and if they have a little bit of time, then uh, Mystic Mustang single track would be awesome. So, but if they have a lot of time, I I invite them to spend a little bit more so that you can see a little bit more of the culture and more of the trails here in the mountains. So. Uh, Annapurna Circuit, Mystic Mustang are the most popular trails that a lot of people want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of, I think it, that falls into around 14 days or so, doesn't it? So it's quite good yeah. for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as guys coming there over to your ram and booking with you and things like that, did they have to bring any special gear? You know, what would you advise? Because the temperatures vary quite a lot there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, as far as bike parts and stuff like that, what would you advise? Uh, yeah, I think most of the people that I advise is like uh, bring some of the spare spare parts for their own bike, and we can hire hire a bike for them. But I personally, I personally advise them to bring their own bike uh, for their safety and to enjoy the trails here, because mm-hmm. as like we are in Asian. Asian culture, so like, like the, uh, I mean, the geometry is a little bit different here, so it won't fit like most of the people from uh, UK, America, Australia, and New Zealand, and all of them because they are like tall and the big, huge guys. So I prefer all my friends to bring over their own bike for mm-hmm. the trips and also spare parts and and for the for the clothing and. Uh, during the nighttime, it's down jacket and sleeping bag. That's a normal stuff to do. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. And do you have a support vehicle that kind of follows you carrying that stuff, or do, the, do you have to carry it yourself? Uh, yeah, we have, like, support vehicles. And for the Onapuna circuit, like, uh, like off-beaten track, we have some porters, some local porters brothers joining us to transfer our, uh, transfer our luggages and stuff like that. But uh, for the Mustang trails, yeah, we do have support vehicles to transfer mm-hmm. our stuffs from one place to another. Wow. So we just carry like day packs, water, some gears, chocolates, bars, and that's all like minimum day pack for the rides. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it makes it so much nicer when you can do that and just yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know that you can rely on stuff being wherever you're going yes. to arrive. Yeah, yeah, uh, very nice. Uh, as far as the the trips go throughout the day and stuff, how how long would you actually spend on the bike, Ram? Um, uh, we actually like let's say let's talk about like hours. So like uh, for a day, we can spend like for the bike around five to six hours average wow. on average yeah uh it is it is included like uh stopping somewhere in the middle taking pictures taking chatting with friends taking pictures and like uh taking some water drinks or something like that so let's mm-hmm. say like normally it's like five to six hours a day we spend time on riding the bikes Jeez, you must be very fit <laughs> <laughs> a lot of friends are more fitter than me. <laughs> Those who come in right here, they are really, really strong. <laughs> and which is good. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and like, do you, as far as people coming over there, do you get, do you see the, the riding styles different? Do you see, you know, somebody from America, do they ride different from somebody from Europe? Is, do you see differences in that kind of thing? Um... I don't, I don't see a lot of differences uh, on this kind of riding style. I think most of them does like a regular and normal, normal kind of riding, and that's uh, what we advise them to do. Because this is the, like uh, all I before I plan the trip, before like uh, doing some reviews um, uh, on, on our first meeting. That's what I said. This is a trip to enjoy and explore the trails, mm-hmm. not a, not a, not a race to show all these kind of stuff so just the the first priority is the con is the is the safety concern mm-hmm. so be yes. safe and let's complete and enjoy the trails that's what i do so normally like a lot of the people they have like a, a similar kind of riding styles mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> because i don't want people to get hurt in the middle of the terrain that where it is very hard to uh, evacuate from the mountains, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. very, very tough. So I don't want people to get hurt in the middle of the mountains and just ruin their trips. So I ask them to just, just ride normal, just take it the easy way. And that's, yeah. that's what I suggest to all the friends from all over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's riding, not racing, huh? Yeah, it's riding, not racing. <laughs> yeah, it's coming here to enjoy the views, culture, and explore the trails, people, and like enjoy culture, and that's what it is. It's not mm-hmm. racing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very, it is very different. Racing and riding is very different here, especially <laughs> when you're in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. You don't want to get stuck. <laughs> no, that's very true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure, and. Uh, you know, as far as getting visas and stuff like that and travel insurance, it's all pretty straightforward there, is it? Uh, yeah, it is like uh, most of the uh, visa, like it's for the, they are like honorable visa for Nepal. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable, so you can come fly to, fly to Kathmandu airport and get the visa on arrival. Oh. And if you are like near to the embassies of uh, Nepal, then you can get uh, in your hometown as well. As far as for the travel insurance, so they will they will have to buy their insurance on their own. 
like mm-hmm. uh, I can recommend you some like uh, like uh, there are a few insurance companies that which is very good to if at any cost like some accident or uh, some sick emergency evacuate so so that's some that's like uh, world nomads uh, are the good insurance companies that can cover their evacuation helicopter evacuation charges and something like that mm-hmm. so most of uh, the friends they buy uh, world nomads insurance policy travel insurance policies mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's important i think when you're it is very it is must yeah and i think it's just almost it's worth paying the extra if it yes, is more it is expensive yeah. yeah it is it is worth paying extra <clears throat> yeah it's just you know ease of mind and everything like that when you're in yeah. these these locations um mm, yeah. yeah it makes it, it makes your trip more enjoyable i think if you know you're you're yeah. covered really <laughs> yeah if, if you're covered yeah yeah in my in my in my in my guiding experience in my guiding experiences there hasn't been any any this kind of accidents or like evacuation or rescue system until now uh, which is which is a very good thing but mm-hmm. i still i still suggest to uh, suggest them to buy uh, um, the travel insurance which they can cover all this stuff like that so mm-hmm. which is a must mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so as far as the future of Epic Shangri-La Adventure Ram, is there anything, any new trips planned? Can you tell us a wee bit what you're planning to do in the near future? Oh, yeah, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of uh, new future plans to do from Epic Shangri-La. So I think uh, in few years coming, then uh, we are like working out like, uh, heli biking things and something like that, which is really, wow. really new, <laughs> which is really really new. But I think it will surely happen in near future. And um, and after and as a as a company, as a company, then uh, that's like uh, we are like after like in near coming future. So we will have some kind of like social initiation happening from our trips. So mm. I can. Uh, after uh, for so so if people like buy our trips, then some of the percentages uh, for the trip will go directly to direct to some social initiative like building uh, like building some education system, health system uh, in in the mountains for the people of the mountains. So that's the future plan for me, for me, uh, mm-hmm. which is like uh, my dream come true. That's what I was I was always thinking of. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful to be able to do something like that to give back. Yeah. Um, and I think people, <clears throat> you know, it used to be for companies and businesses. It used to be almost a thing like it, it was almost to trick people into purchasing their product or something. But now I think it's people look at it very differently and that they almost expect companies to give back to their local areas, their local communities. And it's beautiful if you can do that, but you know, you're already doing that in a way, to be honest. Yeah. In a a way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm indirectly and directly doing this kind of stuff, but I also want to give more to my uh, society and more to my local people. 
<laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I expect because whenever like I'm guiding in the mountains, like uh, uh, there has been the 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 people, the small children, they want like let's say the people like me. Uh, we I, I wanted to study like more and more, but because of uh, because they don't have this kind of facilities, uh, they have to leave their leave their studies and go like most of the people in Nepal they work the teenagers especially the younger generation. They are like compelled to go to abroad, like countries like uh, UAE, Malaysia, and some Asian countries to work mm-hmm. in a very low pay grade, which is which is very which is very bad. I feel really really bad about it. So mm-hmm. so this is why I want to educate people. Like you have to do something in your own country. Just you need to do it. So like. Uh, from my trips, I can if the organization is a little bit bigger, so I can help them with their education and health facilities like that in the mountains because it is very hard to get this kind of facilities in the mountains. Let's say health facilities and education facilities, which is very hard. So that's why I want to give it a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's what my future plan is, Garrett. <laughs> yes, beautiful man, beautiful. Um, now your guides, Ram, the guys that you you help out, um, are they all local local guys as well? Yeah, they are all local guides here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be very difficult not to be a local guide there. I would think you would get and lost you'll, quite easily. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll get lost easily, and you don't uh, you can't you can't deal with the situation, especially in the mountains. You never know. It is like a very beautiful day when you start in the morning. And it can suddenly uh, change until like within within a, within a second. It can snow very hard, very harsh. So you need to uh, you need to have an uh, uh, idea how to deal with this kind of situation. I mean, mm-hmm. if you are not local, then you cannot you cannot deal with this kind of situation. So you don't want people to get stuck in the middle of nowhere. That's why um, the local guys are really uh, really prefer to do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing, man! It, it sounds amazing. Um, now, as far as you yourself, uh, Ram, have you visited any other countries? Have you mountain biked in any other destinations? No, there's. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I have visited few countries, uh, not with the bike like before, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm planning a visit maybe someday soon, some parts of Europe, so that uh, Europe and Americas. And Australia, that's the plan. But I haven't uh, done the riding out of my country yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully cool. someday soon. <laughs> is, is there anywhere in your bucket list you would really like to visit? You know, like Whistler or somewhere like that. Is there anywhere you would really like to ride? Oh, yeah, Whistler, Whistler. <laughs> Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> Whistler sound amazing. And, like, I have, uh, I have uh, like... Uh, uh, some few names like um, Utah, uh-huh, United uh-huh. States, Utah, yes. Whistler, and uh, New Zealand as well. And I think I think there are like uh, awesome trails in Scotland as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, man. Well, you definitely have. Uh, if you want to come over to Ireland or anywhere there, you can just hook me Ireland. up. We'll get you sorted. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Maybe near near future, so yeah, that I sure. can. 
I can invite you and then I will come there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Uh, so you, you seem to be really passionate about what you're doing there, Raman. You seem to be in love with what you're doing and enjoying it. And uh, so, listen, you know, I, I hope you have all the success in 2020 and I hope the corona thing doesn't kind of hinder your business there. Um, yes, that's that's what I hope, Garrett. So, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 in love with what I'm doing. And it is it is my uh, very good opportunity to work in this field, and I love I love what I'm doing, and I think most of the people does. <laughs> that, that's what my friends call all all over the from. They say like, oh, you have got the dreams of, and then I said, yes, I obviously have the dreams of. And I hope I hope very positive things for 2020. Actually, 2020 was our tourism Nepal tourism year, Nepal visit Nepal tourism year, but due to the virus thing, it was it it got postponed. So, but uh, we hope in near future we can organize these stuffs and like we are very hoping uh, 2020 will be much much more exciting and in and entertaining for all over the world. So mm-hmm. it is yeah. So what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think sometimes uh, uh, something like this where people, you become accustomed to what you have and you don't realize yeah. what you have until it's yeah. taken away. Yeah. You know, so something like this is taken away from people and I hope they just appreciate what they actually have now and the free time they have and the awesome bikes they have yeah. and everything else, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that comes out of it. Now, Ram, how can people best find you, find out about your trips, possibly get in contact with you to organize a trip? How, how can people best do that? Oh, so people can people, people can hook me up through my uh, social sites, which is more famous. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've got a, a Facebook uh, page. like uh, It's like www.facebook.com dot com slash epic sangrila and also they can find me from instagram www.instagram.com epic sangrila dot adventure and there's a website www.mysticlandadventure.wordpress.com Mm-hmm, cool. And your website's good. It gives you the list down of, yeah, of all the yeah. trips and what to expect. Trips, and things yeah. Like that. yeah, what to expect. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, details in there. That's cool. And is that you in those photos, is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's me in the photo. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's taken at the altitude of 5,416 meters. Wow. It's a it's strong La Paz. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like even just from your home page there some of the images are amazing you can understand yeah. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll get an idea of what to expect you know <laughs> very very cool well ram thanks so much for coming on and you know sharing your experiences and and your story with us and um, it's been awesome chatting to you and i really do hope to get out there someday for sure yeah sure gareth and thank you so much for inviting me and giving me an opportunity uh, to discuss about my experience in MTV Tribe. Thank you so much, MTV Tribe, and especially uh, Mr. Garrett. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, I hope hopefully uh, we can ride together in the mountains uh, in near future in the Himalayas. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can have like hanging off like on on the top of the bus like empty tripe <laughs> empty tripe postcard that would be so awesome <laughs> yeah be cool. and i wish i wish you uh, all the best and stay safe stay healthy and i wish all the friends from all over the world who is listening to mtv tribe it is so amazing to have you guys on board as well and stay safe stay home for the moment and we will write together soon <laughs> yeah for sure but for sure and i'm sure there'll be more than me want to come out so i can maybe grab a few boys and we can go out there and, and visit you and... yeah yeah sure <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> meet your parents that'd be cool huh? Yeah, they they will be they will be very happy. They will be happy, very happy. So when they find me like I'm coming for the trip, then they'll call me, keep calling me, especially my mom. She tries keep calling me every hour, every hour, and I I need to switch off my phone sometimes. Mom are always mom. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All right, bud. Well, thanks so much. Have a great day there, and um, I hope you get out in the mountains soon. All right. Yeah, thank you so much, Garrett, and you have a nice day. And thanks for letting me in, and you have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you so much. Cheers, bud. Bye, bye. And have a stay. Bye, bye. That's a wrap for episode 136, folks. I hope you enjoyed that, and hope it's given you a little bit more insight into what Nepal is like for riding and how you can get involved and get out there and have a trip of a lifetime. It really does seem amazing. And Ram, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really, really enjoyed chatting to you. And Nepal is on my bucket list, and I really hope to get out there and see you someday. So uh, we'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll make that happen at some stage. But for 2020, Ram, I hope everything kicks off again. I hope you go out there and you get guiding again, and everything goes well for you over the remainder of the year. So good luck with that, mate, and I'll chat to you soon. Now, if you want to know more about Epic Shangri-La Adventure, more about Ram, just go to the show notes. You will find them at mtb-tribe.com where you can find out a little bit more about Ram, about what we chatted about and some links uh, to his socials and everything else that he's got going on there. Now, if you enjoy the show and you want to help the podcast, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people now if you're not on apple don't worry we are on most of the podcast platforms so whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts you should be able to find us there simply by searching for mtb tribe now we also have a website mtb-tribe.com where you can find the complete back catalog of every episode listen and download every show from there is completely free you can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show and a short synopsis of who's coming on that week. You can also get involved on social media at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the show with friends. Let everybody know that we're out there. We grow organically. We don't have any sponsors or anything like that. So word of mouth is the best way to get people off the sofa, on the saddle, and the old social media thing can help with that, of course. So please share the tribe's posts and let people know we're there and get them tuning in. So thanks again this week, folks. I really do appreciate you tuning in. I hope the lockdown thing's going well for you and you're not getting too frustrated. But the mountains will still be there when it's all over. Hopefully that will be pretty soon and that we can get back out on those two wheels. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll speak to you next week for another MTB Tribe podcast. But until then, as always... 
Stay MTB stoked.